Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Today we're sitting down with Austin and Davis of Leaving Austin. These guys have been together 15 years as a duo. Man, that's a long time in any kind of relationship, if you ask me. We talked music, life, the move to Nashville, Starbucks, Blue Valor Whiskey, pool parties, and so much more. That song you heard on this intro, not even released yet, not even mastered yet. That one's called Fireworks. It'll be coming to you soon. But let's get to know these guys a little bit better. Welcome to Toad's Tunes. Could have been rockets, could have been our hearts It sounded like thunder We were watching fireworks Singing every word we'd done crying just me Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes Sitting today with the guys of Leaving Austin I meant to look up when you guys played here, but I didn't But I will, and I'll put that in the notes But I'm going to say it's been like six or seven years Yeah, at, at, yeah. Has at to least be. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, introduce yourself. I am Austin Machado. Yo, I'm Davis Forney. I like it. Yeah. That almost sounds like a porn name. <laughs> <laughs> Davis. Because it rhymes Forney. with... Forney. Oh, I yeah. wasn't going to say it. But, oh. <laughs> but you did. You did. So we have a lot to talk about. It's been... We're just going to call it six, seven years. You guys... I think when I met you, you both lived in California. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now you guys have made the big jump to Nashville. Yep. Let's talk about that. Like, what made you go to Nashville? Was it a career move? Was it a career move? Yeah, because we were going to town after our manager was bringing us, and then we got introduced to Seagale, Cristobal, and uh, Brad Paisley's company. And then uh, we ended up signing a deal there, and they were like, hey, it's time to be over here. So we were like, so you can make meetings right. easy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and right we did. In. We did the back and forth thing for like two years straight. Yeah. Like right. every two weeks, we were flying back and forth, playing out on the West Coast, yep. writing songs out there, and we we're like, yeah, it's time. So we did it. And you both moved together. Yep. Families packed up your shit, and you just went. Just well, like that. mine didn't go that way. I got divorced, moved when I was, and my kids couldn't go, obviously. So that was rough. But I was going back and forth, and I still do that. So Part that life, that right? was like, yeah. When that happened, because I was like, th- never in my life would I ever imagine that happening. Like I would have to leave them, right? Because I was I wanted want them around all the time. Sure, and it's like, whew, yeah, that was hard. But dude, a it's career, good now. yeah, you got to get to that <clears throat> point in your career. You, I mean, I guess if you have it in your blood, you have it in your blood, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you do. I think everybody does that. They get to a, a, a situation where the calling comes and. That's what you do. So yeah. you guys moved to Nashville. You already knew a, b- a bunch of people there, yeah? yeah? So it was kind of pretty much an easy transition as oh, far yeah. as getting involved in the scene and everything? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was very easy. I mean, we, we don't, we're we not like big like late night partiers, really. Same. But like when we get done writing, it's like 3 p.m. And we're like, yeah, let's like grab a beer. And at that time, everybody that was in, you know, the scene was like at Red Door or Winners or Losers just having that beer. And nobody was there late at night. Like that's right. when all the like college kids go and stuff. So. Yeah. We just ended up hanging with everybody that we already knew or, like, met someone that through them and then just, you know, turned into what we, what we are now. Wow. What do you think is better, that the, the bars on DeMombrum or that little red door winners-losers kind of thing? Where do you guys I, find yourself hanging out a little bit I more? Like both. Yeah? But I'm... I'm the I'm, opposite. He's over there more, and <laughs> yeah. I'm... You're DeMombrum? Yeah. I'm, I'm over like, at yeah. Tin Roof yeah. and Doghouse a lot. Yeah. Well, we do go to Losers, though, too. Like, I love red it's door. usually... But okay, when we were first there, though, like yeah. I was like, they got sick of it because I was like, we're going to Red Door like every day, <laughs> right? I was just like, I like Red Door's fun, 
sit on the patio. It was yep. warm, you know, when yeah. it was cold. Like it was, they had heaters in there. It's fun. I mean, I, I heard the story my first time in Red Door about the hole and whatever lives down in the hole. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, like, by the bathroom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard that story. And then it's kind of fun when you go back. You can go there at any time and just go sit on the patio. Then all of a sudden, half the town, you know them because, I mean, I know them because they come through Vegas, whether right. they're players or whatever. And I usually wear a Stonies or a famous enough hat or something. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like well to do down there. Yeah. So now you guys are in Nashville writing stuff. Getting your music out there, touring a lot. We tried to figure out why the hell you haven't been back in six years. We're going to put an end to that because <laughs> yeah. we know how Vegas we works. Back. Yeah, we know how Vegas works. It's like one of those things. There's, I always like to say that there's a million things to do in Vegas on any given night. There really is. And people choose to come to Stoney's. That's pretty fucking rad if you think that about is, it. Yeah. It's kind of cool. That's yeah. amazing. Because there's, you can do anything in this town. But to build a band here, you got to come back. So uh, I'll give you my promise that as long as I'm Let's here go. doing what I'm doing, you guys... Yeah. We'll, we'll just make a habit out of this. Because yeah. I remember the show last time. It was good. Obviously, I'm staying tonight. Um, I'm going to preface with you guys. We'll be back because I'm not worried about it. That yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Wyatt said you guys were badass today in, in uh, sound check. So oh, good. That's kind of cool. That's a good thing. And the, you guys' camp seems pretty cool, too. Yeah. yeah. The guys you're with are bad, badass. Oh, yeah. Good dudes. I know our buddy Josh. It's yeah, We've been friends for when I moved to Nashville. He was kind of one of my first, like, out-of-the-scene friends. Like, he... <clears throat> started dating a girl that I was roommates with and then her I thought friend. you were going to say that you were dating. No. <laughs> but we met, we all met him the same night and then he started dating my friend Beth and he's a great guitar player. Um, we've always talked about trying to steal him one day, you know, and literally just worked out. We had our other buddy, couldn't make some dates and he literally told me, it was like two days later, I was hanging out with him at a show in Nashville and he goes, hey man, do you, if you like know anybody that might be looking for a guitar player, like if you wouldn't mind like throwing my name out there, I was like, yeah, ta-da, me ta-da. right now. Can <laughs> yeah. we steal you right now? Yeah. And so it's his first show with us tonight. And he's so, super good. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be awesome. That's pretty I'm badass. Stoked he's here. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what have you guys done like in the last six years? What's what's been the highlights other than moving to Nashville? Like, yes, I got married. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like that yes. was that was more recent. Yeah. But and we have a baby on the way. Congrats! Um, yeah, we like. I just r- thought she liked right. <laughs> <laughs> we like right when we started doing the most exciting things was during COVID. So we did a song with Cassidy Pope. We played it on the Today Show, but it was uh, in Nashville. It had to be filmed. We couldn't go to New York. Oh, I've right. still never been. Mm-hmm. But the fact, the, the sucky thing is, is the su- still to this day, like, I love that song. Like, she loved, obviously, she was like, I'm 100% in. And my family, like, or other people are like, I still don't understand why that one didn't go further. And it's like, it was right at that time. Yeah. And right. it's like. You didn't really have a, have a choice. Yeah, it was like, it, mm-hmm. that's what was going on. You know, ironically enough, Cassidy Pope, in conversation, I want to say. She opened this place. When we moved from another location to here, the first artist to play here was Cassidy. Oh, was it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah. was the grand opening night. What about you? Uh, me? I Well, we moved, obviously, to Nashville. Um, before that, I was uh, working as a barista at Starbucks to Badass. fund my career. You Love know, it. I did that for 10 years. And for reals? Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, when we moved out here, I, well, I left, I left Starbucks, and then I went and managed a van's shoe store. Um, for like what three years maybe three or four years and then I left that when we moved and I was like all right I saved up enough money let's go and do it and we just were like we're just gonna do music and just write and just record and play shows COVID happened you know so it was like oh 
So, you know, you go, I went like a year of still just, you know, kind of pursuing that, hoping that, you know, things were going to turn around again. And then I recently went back to Starbucks just because we're not, you know, we're not, not playing much, as right? much. Like, you know, that's still that slow pickup of after 2020, it takes mm-hmm. the big artists got picked back up. And then, you know, we're at that level where we're playing clubs still and doing that thing. So, you know, it takes a lot longer to rebuild that sure. platform. Well, you got to start that whole touring thing. All so over I've been kind of doing yeah. that a little bit. And it sucks, I'm, but it's also like I meet so many people. Hell like yes. Cassidy comes into my store at least once a week. Ryan, the drummer from All Time Low, comes in my store anytime he's not on tour. Like, I make him a cold brew all the time. Jordan Davis is in my store. Like, everybody. That's pretty cool. They, yeah. they come through my location. So, like, Jordan Davis comes through the drive thru and I'm like, hey, what's up, dude? And he's like, hey. He's like, and he looks at me kind of like, do I know you? Yeah. And I was like, hey, dude, I'm, I'm playing with you in Cali next week. Yeah. He's like, leaving Austin. I was like, this is kind of cool. That is yeah. pretty. It's neat. not the worst thing in the world, you know. Yeah. So, so here's a, here's a fun question: Is twelve pumps of chai and a venti chai too much? It's a lot. That's what it's I, just a lot of sugar. Lot. That's what I drink. It's a lot morning. of sugar every morning. Do you like espresso? I don't drink coffee. Oh, you can so get that like, dirty chai. I don't. No, nah. oh, you can't do it. Oh. I hate coffee. I yeah. hate the smell of coffee. I hate everything about coffee. Really? But chai, the tea, I love. Yeah, the chai's good. It's yeah. just a lot of sugar. That's what all. What about whiskey? Do you like whiskey? I don't even drink. That's the way. Yeah, I, I got a whiskey line in there. Well, no. No, this was actually during COVID. This was a pivot. Me and the guy that owns this the, that owns this place, we uh we were I need four bottles of this. So <laughs> I will I will send you home with some stuff. I'll give you a case. Like it'll be cool. You'll like it. Um, <laughs> all the kids are doing it. This that's actually batch one. That bottle. So the batch that you're on is six. That's batch one. Oh wow. Oh, okay. Um, during COVID, they shut down the strip like they shut down Broadway, mm-hmm. and. The police were out there, and they ran out of um, water and Gatorade, and they reached out to us and see if we could donate some stuff. So we donated water. Uh, our buddy Brendan, that his family owns the South Point Hotel where you guys are staying, mm-hmm. um, he donated the Gatorade. They clearly have a lot more money than we do. <laughs> so that it's was just a small little casino. Yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorites in town. It's huge. I was yeah. like, whoa, this place is yeah, massive. Jeez. Like, so we tried to figure out a way that we could pivot to keep supporting the police because that's what we're donating to so this is what we came up with during covid this is a probably about a year's worth of work to really we we bring in the whiskey the corn whiskey Mm -hmm. good you got a good palate um and we do everything here in town so we don't distill it here but we do all the production of it here i bottle it i did the label uh i sourced the bottles i mean literally everything and this is what it's come down to but it's a it's a fun thing it's it's for a good cause and We've actually just been talking lately about doing some fun stuff with um, bottles when artists come through mm-hmm. and and do like 20 labels and sell that and then find a charity that you guys are mm-hmm. down with, that we're down with, and sell those oh, bottles. So cool. I would love that. That's yeah. Great. You guys make money, we make money, and the charity makes Dope. money. It's kind of a cool thing. So that'll yeah. probably be one of the next things that, that we do that we get involved with, but it's a fun piece. Yeah. Heck yeah. It's good. Hell yes. It's very yeah. good. What's your favorite drink at Starbucks? Oh, uh... You know, I'm. I honestly, I'm like super boring, and I just get a Dopio espresso with a Lasfasha oat milk, and I just pound it really oat quick. Oat milk. Yeah. <laughs> so That's if he comes through the drive-through, does he drink for free? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. He usually brings it. I don't even yeah. go there. He's just like. I get free you, coffee though. We'll he meet when right. we're going to go right in the morning. If he goes, he's like. He already knows what you want. I do like a brown sugar oat milkshake and espresso. I'm like a black coffee in the morning person, though. Like, I drink black coffee in the morning no matter what. That's what I prefer. No coffee. Yeah. That's bad. I drink oat milk now, too. I tried that that, that coconut milk, and then I read the ingredients and never fucking touched it again. Yeah. Oat milk's where it's at. I feel like coconut milk, almond milk, they just, like, have too much flavor. Like, there's, it's like an added flavor that I just don't want. What about the unsweetened almond milk? 
they still just it's not it's just like a weird texture too. I'm a weird textured person. Mm-hmm. I think I had the coconut milk twice once I come out. Yeah. Fun question. I'm gonna go to you first on this right. one. What's your favorite your favorite song you've been a part of so far? Writing, playing, recording? Um it's one that's unreleased. Or can it, can it be an unreleased song? Absolutely. Okay. Like, what, um, whatever. Like It's probably going to be the same one that he's going to yeah, say. I was going to say it's uh, this counts for both of us. Yeah, then. we wrote a song that isn't out yet. It's finished, um, so it may come out soon. Um, it's called Kids in a Truck. Yep. We'd been both, we both have kids, and we'd been wanting to write something in that vein that, like, kind of explained a little bit of where we come from and, like, you know, the fact that we have children and that we like care about family and that that's important to us. And that's like not always easy to just put in a song. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, because you want to sing about girls and beer and whatever. And honky tonks. Exactly. And I had this title on my phone for a couple of years called Kids in a Truck. And I knew that I wanted to write it with either Lynn Hutton or Chris Dubois or both. Um, and we got in a room with Lynn and uh, Jordan Dazi. And I brought it up and I was just like, literally, like, hey guys, so I have an idea. It's a truck song. But just hear me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't say anything. Yeah. Yet, but. but my dad had uh, like this like silver blue Silverado when I grew up. And I'll never forget this moment of he picked up me and my sister and surprised us and took us to the SPCA. And we got our first dog named and we named it Garth because Garth was playing nice. on the radio. How freaking cool is that? And that's that memory and that like essence. I'll never forget it. And I wanted that to be like the channel of the song. Um, I kind of just like explained that stuff to like him mm-hmm. and and Lynn it came and it, out like was like an hour and a half and mm-hmm. like he's you know been wanting to write about his kids so like when you hear it we'll show it to you I want to hear Just it don't show anybody else so you're gonna say that yours is exactly the same the exact same song for the same reasons exactly that's what's weird we do that yeah well that's not a bad a thing a lot that's why you guys are still yeah. together after all yeah. these mm-hmm. years right 15 years really been doing music together are you kidding yep that long I can actually relate to that this December will be 16 years here at Stoney's we've been open August will be 16 years. I've been here since December. Wow. So 16 Man. years of... That's, that's a long time, right? Mm-hmm. What about your favorite show? Like, what's, what's, what's been your best show that you go back and you look at, and that's, like, the, the fondest memory of getting out on the road with somebody or, or some particular okay, show? Okay, this one... 2016, Stoney. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. that's what I was going to say. <laughs> hey, that, that was a good one. I rode that bull out there, too. That was fantastic. Uh, one of the ones for me, it was in... Reading with Lee Bryce. Oh yeah. And it's like this half arena and we have not we had not played anything like that. Right. And I we walk out and it is completely sold out. I mean, because of Lee. Right. But we had like they were singing the songs back. Yours. Yeah. That's badass. And I was like, this is the, this is the best show. That's gotta be your yeah. favorite thing about music is when you're I get it when you're at that level of a Lee Bryce up there that mm-hmm. people know the words to the songs, but that's just the neatest thing in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really is. Oh, yeah. I've I've gone on the stage here before in a packed house and given stuff away, and that energy that comes from the crowd, mm-hmm. I understand the drug mm-hmm. that you guys, yeah, there's that nothing you guys else like need. It. There is nothing. And then when they're probably singing your song, it's a whole fucking different. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even if there's, like, playing shows, like, where there's, like, a lot of people, but maybe there's only, like, four or five people that are, like, you're, they're, like, there to see us you know right and they know every word we just played a show out in uh kind of like fresno at a golf course some festival with joe peters Mm -hmm. and there was this this lady that big supporter big follower of the last couple years 
every time I looked at her, she was singing every single word mm-hmm. to every unreleased stuff. Like right. just stuff that we'd like thrown up on Instagram yeah, or something. They, like, She's a fan. She just yeah. knew it all. Yeah. And that just one person made it worth it. Yep. It was dope. It's pretty freaking yeah. cool. What about yours? Best show? Oh man. Um I feel like man, that's kinda hard. It, 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 yeah. That one always stuck though. I his is like one that was a cool experience for me too, but there's in my hometown there's a little club called the Cellar Door. Mm. And it was like our hometown venue. And it held what, four maybe four hundred people, four or five hundred people. Right. And we would for like a couple of years there we would sell it out every single time. But there was one specifically where they like I mean I probably shouldn't say this, but they over capacitied. They just were like, screw it. Right. Let more people in. And it was I'm not saying we've back. done that here before, yeah. but mm. but like to the doors and around the whole up elevated stage, everything, just a sea of people and everyone like screaming our songs. Like that was a good one. And like these are my friends, family, right. other people that I don't even know from my hometown, like uh, people from Fresno, some people drew from like Bakersfield probably. Yeah. And just like the loudest I've ever heard people singing our music, like that many people. And that was just like so fun because it was home. It was like mm. where we started. I don't think it gets any better than that, really, yeah. if you think about it. Yeah. If you guys could put together whatever show you wanted to and budget wasn't like. Like pick the bands and everything? Pick the bands oh. and the venue. Okay. Oof. I might go to Red Rocks on this Boom. One. Oh, yeah, me too. I like that I, I haven't ever been to Red Rocks because I don't want to go until we play it. I know. Have you been there? Uh-uh. I'm not so, going to go till I play. I've never seen a show there, but I've been there two or three times during the day because mm-hmm. one of my really good friends lives in Denver, and that we'd always go up there. And It's it's a bucket list thing, but I'm kind of the same way. I'm going to pick an artist that I really, really, really want to go you see. You can go with us when we play. I'll go. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm in. I'll, be, I'll do that. It might yeah. be uh, 45 years, but <laughs> no. <laughs> I believe he said four to five. You four, misunderstood yeah, that. Four to five. That's, that's, that's what five. I heard. Yeah. No, you yeah. know what? It'll be years. it'll be in a year. Yeah, we're just calling that out now. There's a better answer. Hey, I'm down. And, and like with artists, like yeah. who we'd play it with. You pick two, and I'll pick two. Okay, it'll be like a festival day. Okay. Okay. Hold on. We're headlining, right? Sure. Cool. Are we headlining? Well, who How, you do we put under you us. The I end of the day, just, <laughs> just have CY open. <laughs> See why I open? Uh, I would, l- I mean, I, it, always, it always goes to Gary LaVox, Rascal Flats. Like, I always want to do one with him. You know it'd be a blast to play with Morgan Wallen. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Okay. It just would. If Florida Georgia Line was still around, that was one I always wanted. I wanted to open for them so bad. But now we get to, but it's kind of not because it's just, just Tyler. Tyler. Right. But I still have not met those guys. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. All right. I'm going to go way different angle. But those two (laughs) is going to be sick. So that's, I already think the show is going to be cool with those two and then we're playing. But I would honestly want to bring Jordan Rager. Yes. Because he's one of my favorite people in the whole world. And it would just be fun to play a show like that together. Mm -hmm. And he's, I'm really pushing to get him to try to release more music. So. I've been like writing some stuff with him, so I'm like, please put out stuff. He's but got some good good stuff. I've listened to him before. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. But I would I would bring him only for the fun aspect of it, and he would crush. He plays oh, yeah. acoustic and crushes. And then I had so much fun watching Lakeview that I want to play a show with him 
I would like to too. And are like, they are they like a newer band or they've been around really. for a while? They're, they're just around. now kind of like they're making just noise, killing it, man. Yeah, right. TikTok. They're grinding. We're horrible we're at TikTok. So right. We try. We try. One video got seventy thousand, so we're gonna leave it at that and be like, "Yay, we did that." I think I got one that got four thousand. My last one just posted me got like thirty six because I haven't posted in like two years. Yeah, I don't even know why I do it. I originally got TikTok because what I wanted to do was get an intern to follow me around. Mm-hmm. And everything we just did today from soundcheck to going and grabbing some grub, just mm-hmm. shooting the shit, just to really get people to this mm-hmm. and yeah. then into the show to give a bit behind the scenes. But I'll, I will get there at some point. But that was the ultimate idea. goal for it because I always say this, all these people that listen to these things, that it's the same thing. Everyone thinks you come to Vegas, hookers and blow, get on a plane and you leave. But it's, you guys don't do any of that stuff. I've and actually never done that ever. I just... <laughs> no. <laughs> it's because no, you honestly, just got married. That's no, no like literally no, never have. She's not. sitting right here. Good answer. My good answer. No, not my vibe either. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't... Yeah, it's not... You know, um, I laughed. Uh, I had an artist come through here and his show got canceled in Reno, so he stayed an extra day here. And... Um, his bucket list was to go to a pool party. And so he was staying at Virgin. So I made a phone call. My buddy over there runs the pool and runs the parties at the pool and everything like that. So I made this phone call, and it turns out um, he ends up going to this thing, country as fuck, right? Just goes to Target, buys some shit because he wasn't going to go, and his crew rolls in. They're all probably still hammered or whatever. They put him in this uh, influencer cabana right in front of the stage Mm -hmm. as Snoop Dogg. And that was his first experience. That is a pool party. <laughs> that is Sick. a pool party. Yeah. So he he writes me the next day and he was like, "Bro, epic." And I said, "How about this? The next time you come to town, it is never, ever, ever going to be like that ever again. Ever. It just it was just lightning in a jar." And yeah. I don't know if you guys know who Tristan Merez is. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's who that was. That's awesome. And I laughed my ass oh, yeah. off because he was just like full Dude, on no. cowboy hat. Yes. Freaking the yeah. He probably still had his, his button-ups. Yes. Yeah. The Wrangler shorts. Oh, yeah. Jorts, whatever they call them. Yeah. But, yeah, that was his first experience with that party. And, I mean, and I think that was that was probably what most people think happens all the time, but I'm not quite sure that does. Yeah. I have a fun question. It's okay. from the After Midtown guys. They they screwed with me on this one. It's the very last question that I asked them all these questions. They shot one back to me, and I loved it. It's not fair. One of you is going to have some time to think about it. The other one isn't. I answered like this. And their response was, you're a fan of music because I answered it so fast. I'm scared. And I'm tired. Um, <laughs> we, we slept three really hours. Really? Excuses. So yeah. I will give you the break. Yeah, you can have a break. Here you go. All right. If you could go back and listen to an album for the first time all over again and get that same feeling again, what album would that oh, be? I already know. Oh. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Really? Yeah. And honestly, it was the greatest hits record, so it's not like a specific one. Right. but. How come? Just That's the reason I do music. Tom Petty. Yep. I listened to that record. I was 15 years old, driving to uh, the mountains with my buddy Tommy and his family on like a family vacation. And his dad was a drummer for like a cover band. And that record was playing, and I'd never heard that before. And I became so obsessed. Like that, that CD didn't leave my car at That's 16 rad. for like six months. But that made me want to play guitar mm-hmm. and write songs. See why I started. They asked me that question for a reason, and my, my response was so quick because it was very similar to that. What's yours? Mine would be the, the uh, Rascal Flats when these days came out. Like, okay. That, it just, my dad had that uh, date, uh, Rascal Flats Live in Daytona, Daytona Beach or whatever, uh, DVD, and would play it every day. And I was like, who are these guys? And like, I grew up before that, like Van Halen and stuff, loved and then older stuff, Garth, uh, Ricky Skaggs, stuff like that. But that, 
like I always say, that's still one of my favorite. That song doesn't get old to me these days. Right. Or any of those songs that Rascal Flatts had. Mm-hmm. Like, still to this day. I don't know what it is. It's just the feeling, like, how I feel when I hear it. And his voice, to me, is just like, yeah. What do you think the thing is with music today where these songs come out and then they're forgotten about and they're just not the same as they used to be? Because that question goes perfectly with, with that. I went back, a band called The Cult, uh, an album called Love, and I just remember hearing the guitar playing, driving from school in my car, listened to it really loud, mm-hmm. and the first time I ever listened to it uh, was probably on a tape. I'm fucking old. <laughs> um, it was probably on a tape, and I just remember that moment. But it doesn't seem to happen that, that often anymore, where people release stuff, and then you can listen to it in 10 years. And mm-hmm. I try and teach my girlfriend and, and my yeah. kid about that ki- kind of stuff of, like, are you, is this song going to resonate with you the same way it is today in 10 years? And I used to call the country number one the entitled number one because it was given for all the wrong reasons. Now I think it's, it's changing a little right. bit. You know, you're, you're getting the Morgan Wallens of the world that, mm-hmm. that are putting out really good music. And, you know, um, I think about that a lot of our, of our own stuff. And I'm like, I, I wonder, like, will one of these be one of those songs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can't, like, I can't see it right now, but. I think the attention I, I to. I try to, like, I'm like, what would. The attention to, like, being authentic and, like, lyrics is, it's almost becoming more important again whereas mm-hmm. for a while there i think it was just about being catchy sure and like catching that ear and those are easily forgotten because like you'll remember the melody but do you remember what it's saying yeah and like or what, what it, it says is what, what it meant you to back. you yeah mm-hmm. what it meant to you yeah yeah because like a feeling like you could hear a song and be like oh i just you know like i loved how i felt in that but like when songs have like meaning and like it might just be a guitar riff or something but sure typically those songs that do have a like, guitar like riff uh, do have a lyric that like attaches to you too Michael like Jackson, important Human again. Nature, that oh, song. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah. I went back to CRS, I, th- I think it was, and there was a bunch of radio people there, and we were sitting in the um, next from Nashville, and Russell Dickerson was on it. It was quite a few years ago, probably 21, no, sorry, 19, 18, 19, I, th- I think it was. But I went to leave, and a bunch of the radio guys I was with were like, hey, you coming with us to go see Zach Brown Band and Garth? And I went, nah, I'm going to go see some new music. And they were like, Hmm. Well, Garth's <laughs> going to play some new music. And I yeah. was like, yeah, it's whatever. What, you know, not that I don't like Garth, but yeah. I mean, clearly m- m- the stuff that I like is way different. Like, right. I'm like, trying to open doors for people. So I went and saw Austin Jenks at the Basement East. Uh, Neil that Mason. venue rules. Mm-hmm. Fuck yes. Yeah. Neil Mason was there and maybe 13 other people. There was nobody there. I sat down. Austin picked up his guitar and he started singing this song, If You'd Been Around. It's one of those songs I will never, ever forget because it's about his dad. Right. For me... I took it way different than he meant it to be. His dad just had happened to pa- pass away and he didn't get the time with his dad or me. I don't even know my dad. So it was like right. one of those things where I could have been a totally different person, blah, blah, blah. But that's what I, I enjoy about the songwriting side of stuff is getting to relate to stuff and getting your own perception of what that mm-hmm. song is. And I don't, it's coming back around. Yeah. It's coming back around. I would say that <clears throat> 19, 20, 18, 19, 20, it just wasn't there. To me, it wasn't yeah. there. Yeah. These people well, were getting... songwriters are becoming the artist now. Yes. Like, I mean, Chris oh, yeah. Stapleton was never an artist. He was just a songwriter singing Hardy. demos. Hardy. Hardy. Yeah. We, all and those guys. Funny story. Jordan Davis, like Jordan all those dudes. Da- yeah. And their songs are incredible because they mean something. And that's why they're killing it. Yeah. In my opinion, you know. I met Jordan at ACM's. He was playing for us like three weeks after that. 
and he knew who I was backstage. It was like the coolest. He wasn't playing. I don't say backstage. We were down on the floor. Not, it's whatever. He just walked up. He's like, dude, I, I cannot wait to play. Because he saw me talking to someone else, maybe asked who that was, whatever. And it was pretty fucking cool. But I love where he came from, him yeah. and his brother. And mm-hmm. like, I think he's a human. You were going to say something. Yeah. I didn't mean to. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's crazy to see Hardy now because we uh, played in Oregon for a festival. And Idaho. And uh, and Idaho, and I think Blake Shelton was headlining one, and Luke Bryan was doing the other. Well, we played. It was us and CJ Solar. CJ at yeah. at nine a.m. Yeah, like ten a.m. And for, for nobody. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but Hardy was playing with CJ, and Hardy was like just quiet, coolest dude ever. Yeah. And then like we hung out after, and then now look at him. And yeah. we re- we did that Luke Combs golf tournament, and seen Hardy, and I was like, dude. You, you remember us? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, man. I was like, dude, it's so good to see you. Yeah. That's funny. But it's crazy. Like, he was so quiet. Now look at him. He's yeah. killing it. He played here in 19? An ACM show? It was him. Uh, it's on the wall. Shit. I forget who was he was. Was that good. when his, that EP came out with 4x4 on it? Or how old was that? No, it was before that. It was before this it. Was, yeah, yeah, when he was just getting the FGL stuff. Uh, just okay. cuts. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, uh, Morgan actually came out. Morgan's played here twice. Um, but when Hardy played, Morgan came up. John Langston played oh, with yeah, him yeah. that oh, yeah. night. Yeah. And Cole Swindell came up. And Sick. That's what I loved about the ACMs here, because everyone would just show up here, from the Thomas Retts of the world to yeah. everyone and their brother would just show up. And they all knew their way in the back door. and what they could get and what they couldn't get and yeah. like it just you think they'll out. do it here again like man i don't you know what's funny i was actually listening to um on on uh sirius xm today the the cma live stuff that they're streaming mm-hmm. and all that and they were talking to brian kelly and they were talking about how he just came back from the acms in texas frisco mm-hmm. and his answer was really weird i kind of felt like maybe it might come back to Vegas. kind of yeah. like hoping it did because Everyone loves to come to Vegas, and when you get all these guys in Vegas, it just you, Frisco. I'm not quite sure what happened outside of the ACMs versus like what it was here because there was so much stuff going on in this town that people always knew Thursday night ACMs. Last time we did it here, Russell Dickerson played, and everyone and their brother was backstage. Like yeah. it was, I told my girl, I'm like, "Be, I need, I need you to do me a favor," and she's like, "What's that?" I go, "I need you to grab uh, a Coors Banquet, which we don't sell anymore." And two aspirins, and meet me in my office. And then we walked down the back hall and opened the door. And Thomas Rhett needed a course banquet and um, some aspirin, and she about fell on the fucking ground. <laughs> but it was like kind of like the coolest thing in the world because you would walk back there and just be like, "Holy shit!" Like, yeah. yeah, you're and you're all right, cool. What's up? You're yeah. Yeah. all here. That's wild. And everybody and they would get up on stage and and we'd sing happy because Thomas Rhett's birthday was right around there, so I'd always sing. I'd have the place sing happy birthday to him. So that was kind of cool too. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's. We talked about at dinner some music. That hopefully is coming out. Yeah. Um, we just released two songs today. 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 Yeah. What yeah. What are those two called? Summer Song, which is, that's just a fun... It's a winter song? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. just a fun, catchy song yeah. that I just love. Uh, and then uh, one called She Loves, which is... Uh, you explain yeah. like it's how a, it'll It's like a gut punch, because it's like um, this idea of like finding someone... That is like to you like perfect, but they just don't love you back. I think everybody's so been like, there. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, it's like you know everything about this person. You've spent all this time to come to find out that they don't really feel the same way that you feel, and it's like, but you still love them. Like you still care about them, and like they 
are really great and you hope that you're going to find someone like them. Right. But yeah, it's that kind of Who wrote that? Uh me and him and our buddy Jordan Fletcher. I had, I know that name too. Yeah. yeah I don't he, think he's ever He's got to play here. He yeah, should. He's great. He's gr- great. Yeah, voice. I think I think we've digested the fact that after all this, you and I, and yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna add we're him gonna to a group you. little thing, and we're gonna <laughs> yeah. just start throwing just names out. I'm just gonna book my my, my fall around you guys. Yeah, yeah. and f- finally find a place for you guys to come back again. Oh yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll have come to back do that fall. as well. Yeah. Got to. Do you guys? So we talked about CMA Fest. Have you guys ever done anything with CMA Fest? Have you done mm-hmm. stuff with ACMs? Not ACM. Not ACM yet. No. No. We yet. did the what answer. stage did we do? The Maui Gym stage. Yeah. Okay. Um, right outside of uh, Bridgestone. It was we did that. That two was great. Years ago? Yeah. yeah. It was. Sick. That was so great. People just flood the streets. So they shut down Broadway for all that yeah. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They do. Yep. Is it shut down? Yeah. I thought you the bars were it. open. Oh no. It, no, I meant the street. Oh, itself. oh, yeah. That shut down. Yeah. At the time, you could have open carry too. Like you could drink and do the whole thing. We can't do that anymore. When we walked around that, that was a horrible idea. That is so far. It's like, this is way too far. <laughs> <laughs> the magic. You the guys magic know um, Lucas Hogue? No. No, well, that's where this came from. That's hey, look who's calling me. Oh, fuck yeah, Joe Peters. Here, you answer it. <laughs> uh, thank you for calling Toad's Tunes right in the middle of a fucking interview, Joe Peters. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, go ahead. Uh, so, you know, here's the thing. So, I have to get some last minute just best wishes to my homies. Fucked up, Joe. He's gonna call you back in five minutes. We're almost done. I right. later. Good old Joe Peters fucking <laughs> causing problems uh, still. How did you guys meet Joe? He came. I don't know. He no. He so we had a buddy of ours na- uh, named Alec fill in for the Jordan Davis right. show we were playing in Dustin right. Lynch, and he brought Joe with him to hang. And like the day we met him, I was like, "This dude's freaking amazing." Yeah, I love yeah. Joe. Yeah, and he so works hard. He's got that old country voice. He sounds like Tim McGraw to me, like in yes. that way. And I love Tim McGraw, mm-hmm. so I'm like, "Joe, yes, man." He's like, have you, you guys played shows with him? Oh yeah, we yeah, we do that. We like try to keep things going. Yeah. So we were talking about Ali and Carter earlier. Mm-hmm. They they kind of pitched this idea to me and it's not something that I love the idea of because you'll see when you walk out there these the, the people that come here they come here to dance and two bands in one night is tough but one of the things that we had talked about because they have uh, a song together called Love Like I Drink mm-hmm. and I thought it'd be really cool to have one of them start play like 30-40 minutes then they both sing Love Like I Drink use the same band and then mm-hmm. one of them walks off and the yep. other one continues like that I, I think something like that would be fun to do um Seth Ennis was someone I talked to about because I brought Seth out for oh, dude, we lo- dude. the kids. So he's playing with these guys. Um, they they sing a song called Blank Me. It'd be easy for me to find if I search it, but I had Seth come out and play my October 1 event mm-hmm. I did downtown. Uh, I had Midland headline it, and then I kind of built it around that. Megan Patrick. Oh, yeah. She's oh, yeah. Love her. So great. Seth Ennis played, but in the middle of Seth's set, he went back and played guitar or bass, and the guitar player got up and sang, and they sang this song called Blank Me, and I was Blank Me, and it was super indie pop yeah. rock kind of thing. Yeah. And I just fell in love with it, and I was like, fuck, man. He's good, man. Yeah, so I've been doing some, some, some fun stuff here kind of like that. My buddy Stephen Wesley, he's from SoCal. Um, took him years to get in here as well. I always like to say that because um, once they do, it cha- like the appreciation is so, so neat. Yeah. Like, but he's been doing this thing here called the Millennium All-Stars. So he comes out and sings, and he brings players from different bands from Third Eye Blind, Uncle Cracker, Sick. Sugar Ray, mm-hmm. One Republic. And so they play their bangers. 
and he sings their songs, and it, awesome. it kind of flips awesome. the room because we are a country bar, but it's kind of a neat, mm-hmm. a neat, super neat thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would love to figure out a way to do shows like with two people. But I feel it just, like it would work fantastic. I feel like it would work great because the they're go- makes a big they're gonna though. dance. They are to two bands now instead yeah. of one. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it'd be good, man. I, I always fight. I fight Nashville um, on the on the opener because they always try and stick me with an acoustic, and I'm like, it just doesn't work. And it's yeah. just a constant struggle because we are a dance club first. We're yep. open three nights a week. Last night there was a thousand people in here. It's a ladies' night. Girls drink for two bucks. I mean, they're they're not here for the drinks. They're here yeah. for ladies' night, that sort of thing. And then Fridays and Saturdays are just kind of like they're nights to really come out and dance and do their thing. So yeah. it's it's a it's a tough trying to find that give and take is mm-hmm. is fun. Yeah, my job's not that much because I I love the idea that you guys get along so well. Yeah, I think that's the fun of it. If you guys had songs together, like that's the kind of vibe. We just did one in Fresno together and uh, a show or a show. Yeah, uh, and uh, he came up and we did a, a Brett Young song. Yeah, because a couple got engaged and we were like, let's sing in case you didn't know. Cause oh, we beautiful. Bo- we've done it together before. Right. We're like, let's just do that, dude. And it was a blast. Yeah, That's yeah. rad. I think that's the fun of it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the rest of the year, what you guys got on tap. A lot of music. A lot of music's coming yeah. out. Every uh, six weeks. Two shows with Kane Brown, Tyler Hubbard, um, and then one with Sam Hunt, which is great. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> First time I met Carter Winter, he played at the Cosmo, and the night before he played here, he opened for Sam Hunt. Yeah. That's kind of got to be just like an, an epic... Yeah. An epic. That was our f- bucket list. First, or maybe it was Casey Donahue was our first tour. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then it was Carter Winter. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. So you're going to play with Tyler Hubbard. Would you say that if you went out on another run and you got to play with Brian Kelly, would you accept the fact that you finally got to play with FGL? Yes. Yes. It's fair? For sure. Yeah. It's yeah. Fair. I think getting to play with Tyler is almost like getting to play with FGL. You know, it's like, it's yeah. close enough. Yeah. Like, because he did all the singing, right? Yeah, I mean, but I've been. They, I, Brian yeah. does huge, too. Huge, I love Brian's huge new music fan too. of uh, them. Yeah. yeah, always been. Yeah, you hang out at their bar? No, no, I'm always at. Tenor. I've been there once. Have you been to that thing downstairs at their bar, like the little side door that's outside the front doors? No, the night- we went there once, right? That, yeah, that one time we just went in like the normal three levels. I went with Austin Burke one night. We go to Aldine's. Something didn't work out. He didn't have the pole, and we ended up going over to FGL. And there's a door right to the side and it goes down huh. and it's a club downstairs oh that's sick and it's not country it's f- like full on hip hop I was everyone sat there and stared at me because they were like what's wrong with Toad and I'm just I'm soaking it all in I was in awe just an absolute awe maybe 300 people fit in there and the VIP is along the side and the dance floor is down the middle and you're up about two and a half feet higher than everyone else on the side so mm-hmm. the, the dance floor is sunk down hmm. have you been in there it's weird right it's like not Nashville it's wild yeah, and it was kind of like the weirdest thing I'd ever... And I just literally sat there and stared. That's all I did, because I was like in awe. Because I'm not a nightclub guy. Like, yeah, I just don't... Not my thing. Yeah, same. This has been fun. Tell people yes. how to find you online. At Leaving Austin. I think for everything. Yeah. Instagram, TikTok, f- Facebook? Twitter. <laughs> Facebook. People still use Facebook, yeah. What's the book? MySpace. Uh, YouTube. <laughs> YouTube Shorts. Yeah. How do, you get, how do you get TikTok to be your fan? I don't know. You don't know. I, I, I. You've tried everything. We we just keep well, trying. Yeah. I but, mean, uh, go follow us. We've we definitely use that platform to um, share some unreleased things. So yeah. Beautiful. You're not going to get that on Instagram. You're going to find it on TikTok. 
if you want to hear something that you can't hear anywhere else and get like a little test run, that's the place to get it. Yep. It's yeah. crazy how that works, right? Mm-hmm. Thanks again for the time. Could have been rockets, could have been our hearts. It sounded like thunder. We were watching fire.